Welcome to the Half Hill Report. News and items of interest for and about the village of Half Hill, the Valley of the Four Winds, Pandaria, and all of Azeroth. Half Hill Report is produced in cooperation with Half Hill Agricultural College, dedicated to serving the educational needs of the greater Valley of the Four Winds community. I'm your host, Tosh Mafuni, coming to you live from the upstairs room at Half Hill's own Lazy Turnip Inn. So, instead of a letter from a listener this week, I have a little announcement about the show. A while ago, we switched from paid advertising to grants and donations. And at the time, it seemed like a good idea, given the controversies around our advertisers that seemed to spring up fairly regularly. But financially, we just couldn't keep up on grants and donations alone. Heck, it could barely cover Rizak's travel expenses, although I've never really understood why his are so much more than Velmix and Jan's. Anyway, starting this week, we're returning to our regular paid advertisers, plus some new ones that we're getting lined up. And now, on with the news. Adventurers stopping by the Lazy Turnip have been bringing back stories of some prodigious events in Torghast, the Tower of the Damned. According to one adventurer I talked to personally, most recently those braving these dangerous halls with a pet collected from the Maw have been experiencing significantly enhanced anima powers for both them and their pets. Rumors are circulating that this may be a sign that the jailer, or at least his minions in Torghast, are weakening. In a related story, the same adventurer told me about a naked mage defeating powerful bosses in a section of Torghast known as the Twisting Corridors. (laughs) Sounds like a generally embarrassing and uncomfortable proposition to me, but what do I know? I've never been to Torghast. Anyway, congratulations to this naked mage for his impressive achievement. It's time now for the Rizak Report a semi-regular report from our Goblin in the Field, brought to you by Keen Bean Kaffa. Take it away, Rizak. Hey there, college. How you doing? Me? I'm not so good. I, I find myself in an unaccustomed moral dilemma. You know all those letters you got last week after I told you about that failed business idea I had? You remember the one about removing souls from the maw? Ah, those poor spirits. Most of them don't belong there in the first place. They're only stuck there because the jailer has kept them there to steal all their anima. You probably don't know what I mean by anima because you haven't been to the Shadowlands. As I understand it, and remember, it ain't my field of expertise, anima is a kind of a, like a life force that powers all of the Shadowlands, only there are kinder ways to use that force. Anyway, the adventurers have been working very hard to get souls out of the maw, and they do get more and more out all the time. As I said last time, they probably have better afterlives in the Covenants, although I'm not too sure about that. Anyway, the adventurers get as many as they can, but there's still lots of them in there, and my business idea was to get them out for a small fee. (laughs) Well, maybe not so small, dependent on the circumstances. But as I told you, they ain't got no gold or anything else to pay for my efforts. The families, on the other hand, they got resources. 
And when I heard all those families are willing, even eager, to pay me for finding and rescuing their loved ones, my ears pricked up. Of course, I immediately thought of some problems. Like finding specific souls ain't so easy. I mean, it's not like they have name tags on or something, and they can't even talk to you. So you wouldn't know who they are until you get them someplace safe. And then there's the whole problem of matching them up to the family so you could collect the reward. You might go to all the trouble of getting them out, only to find out they ain't got no family. Ah, the families don't like them well enough to pay me for the trouble. So it's iffy. Iffy right from the start. But I gotta tell you, those letters, they were kind of touching. All those people from all over Azeroth who miss their loved ones and would do anything to make sure they're in a good place for their afterlives. They aren't even trying to get them back. They just want them out of the maw. But college, it just don't make economic sense. I'd have to invest a lot on getting the whole project set up. And the returns are iffy as best, like I said. Likely most of the time I wouldn't get anything. So that would make it kind of, uh, what do you call it, a charitable venture. Now, I'm all in favor of charity, especially for orphans. But you can't make a living from doing charity work. And, as you know, I've had some setbacks in my business ventures lately. So, uh, I just don't think I can do this, at least not right now. But then I look at that pile of letters and I get this just this urge to do it anyway. That's an awful feeling. Awful college. I gotta stop it somehow. I think I'm gonna go back to Mechagon and see how the mass production of body parts is coming along. I've not given up on making a fortune from the undead on that one. Yep, that's it. I'm leaving the Shadowlands and going back to Azeroth. But I'm gonna leave those letters with you, college. You take good care of them. Thanks, Rizak. Boy, I... I never thought I'd hear Rizak caught up by his own conscience. But it sounds like he wants to do the right thing. I may just hang on to those letters like he asked. In case he changes his mind. The Rizak Report is sponsored by Keen Bean Kaffa a Grummel-owned and operated kaffa trading company. Keen Bean Kaffa. Good beans, good kaffa. Checking the Azeroth calendar? Well, the Feast of Noble Garden wraps up in just a couple of days, so I hope all our listeners will have had a chance to enjoy it. After that, it'll be a quiet few weeks in Azeroth until Volunteer Guard Day later this month. Well, after a brief hiatus, this week we welcome back our weekly feature, Wandering with Velmic and Demesis, with everyone's favorite Draenei travel correspondent, Velmic. So, buddy, how was your week off with Dowlin and Alice? Did you enjoy your Noble Garden trip to Azure Mist Isle? Hey there, Tosh! Ah, yes, it was wonderful. And Demesis and Tilly come along too. Tilly had never seen Exodar, and she was very impressed. And everyone at Exodar was so happy to see little Alice again and said how much she had grown since they saw her last. So you, what, spent your whole time there at the Exodar? Oh, no. Alice likes Exodar, but she was very excited for Noble Garden and wanted to go to Azure Watch to collect eggs. 
Oh, she was so cute. She's dressed up in pretty pink leather pants, white shirt, and pink leather harness, and carrying her little basket. Hang on, hang on. What, pink leather pants? And a harness? I know, I know. This is not really traditional noble garden dress. But Tilly got her that outfit as present. You know, she wanted Alice to look like her Auntie Tilly. I don't think Dowlin liked it very much. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. But did Alice have fun collecting eggs and chocolates anyway? Oh, yes, very much fun. And all the Draenei in Azure Watch were so nice to her. There were many peoples there collecting eggs. And Alice is still small and not as fast. So peoples kept getting to them first. But Draenei like Heyur, Diadel, and Artificer Diello would whisper to Alice where eggs were. That's sweet. She, she just charms everyone, doesn't she? Well, not everyone. <laughs> oh, sounds like something happened. <sighs> yes, it did. You remember last year when we took Alice to Goldshire for Noble Garden and someone turned me into Bonnie. <laughs> How could I forget, little Miss Flopsy Feet? Very funny. Anyway, so what do you think happened this year? Oh no, you mean someone turned you into a little white bunny again? Ugh, worse, little pink bunny. But you know, Alice is growing up and figured out it was me and of course I could talk. But she still wanted to carry me around and cuddle me anyway. But after a little while, she gets tired and hot. So we decide to go to inn for rest. And what do you think happened? You know, you do that to me all the time. What? What do I do? You say, what do you think happened? <laughs> Velmic, how am I supposed to know what happened? Oh, do I do that? Yeah, you've done it twice today. Eh, I guess it is way to move story along and give you a line. Okay. Anyway, like I am saying, we go to inn to get out of sun for a few minutes, and innkeeper caregiver Shalan say, Excuse me, we don't allow pets. Before I can say anything, Alice says, This is not pet, this is my daddy. Aww, I know, sweet, right? But innkeeper Shalan just look at Alice and say, Little human girl, I don't care if that is your third cousin twice removed. It is animal, and we keep a clean inn. And that is when I look around and say, clean is right. Clean of food, clean of furnishings, or any place to sit down and rest. As a matter of fact, it is so clean, I'm not even sure you can call it an inn. And then, Alice pull herself up to her full height, walk right up to innkeeper with this uh, pugnacious look on her face and say, yeah, and my daddy would know. He is famous travel correspondent and food and lodging critic for big radio show. So you be nice or he'll give you bad review. Oh, wow. You know, it sounds like Alice is maybe spending a little too much time with Tilly. But I do like the fact that she said that we're a big radio show. Come on, Tash. She is little girl. To her, everything is big. Hey. <laughs> Just kidding. Anyway, 
innkeeper looked surprised and said to Alice, How did you teach your pet bunny to talk? And, of course, by this time, Demises, Tilly, and Daolin are all laughing so hard, they can't even talk. Alice look at me and say, Come on, Daddy, I see nice tent across village that look much more comfortable and has nice food. I'll take you there. And then, as we are leaving, Tilly says loud enough for innkeeper to hear, It's kind of funny, you know, that a barn like this wouldn't allow animals. Oh, wow. Right. And that is when Demesis grabbed Tilly by elbow and whispered through clenched teeth, No fights today, wife. This is family outing. So, at least there wasn't fight. Anyway, we go across village to a place run by Crocol General Goods Supplier, Otonambusi. And we sit at comfortable table, have nice snack of freshly baked bread and milk, and watch Alice stuff herself with chocolates. And did Otonambusi have any lettuce for you, <laughs> little Miss Flopsy Feet? Very funny. No, but by that time spell wear off anyway. I actually wanted pudding, but Otonambusi just kept saying that if I didn't eat my fish, I couldn't have any pudding. I, I tried to explain to him that he didn't have fish on menu, but it was like talking to wall. Crockle are strange sometimes. Well, it sounds like it was an awful lot of fun for little Alice. So, where to next week? Okay, so Tilly has decided that she wants to take on Torghast. Oh, dear. I, has she heard Eamon talk about this? You, you know it drove him to drink, right? Or drink more, anyway. Ugh, she has. And both Demesis and I tell her that we are thinking this is not best idea. But she is insistent. Well, good luck with that. Until next week, Dionys Aka, my friend. Dionys Akatosh. See you next week. As always, we are coming to you live from the Lazy Turnip Inn, in the heart of Half Hill, the little town that time forgot and the years can't improve. Drop by and see us, won't you? And when you do, don't forget to ask Denden for a cold, refreshing Storm Stout brew. Brewed right here in the valley by the fine Pandarans at Storm Stout Brewery. When in doubt, reach for a Storm Stout. Well, thanks for joining me again this week, folks. And make sure to tune in later this week for what is becoming the hit, hilarious program, Bonnie and the Bear. She's a mild-mannered druid from Culturis. He's a druid permanently stuck in bear form. And they're married. This week, Bonnie and the Bear go to the theater. Oh, Bear. Bonnie and the Bear. Sponsored by... The Druids for the Ethical and Humane Treatment of Animals. See you next week, and remember, make your own turnip.
The Half-Hill Report is a fan-created fictional radio broadcast based on World of Warcraft. All place names, character names, and music from World of Warcraft used in the Half-Hill Report are the exclusive property of Blizzard Entertainment. World of Warcraft is a trademark or registered trademark of Blizzard Entertainment, Inc. in the U.S. and other countries. No copyright or trademark infringement is intended by the Half-Hill Report. If you would like to reach us, you can find us on Twitter at Half-Hill Report or drop us an email at halfhillreport at yahoo.com.